Hi everyone and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is July 19th, 2017. The Prime Minister's approval rating for the Cabinet has really plummeted over the last three weeks. I'm joined by Michael Chuchek. Michael, welcome back. It's great to be back. A lot to discuss today. Let's focus just on the plummeting approval ratings of the Prime Minister in this session and talk about the implications of that. Well, Mr. Abe has been enjoying an, uh, just an aberrant uh, stability in his overall support ratings for the past four and a half years. Mm -hmm. He's had his up and downs, sure, but if you look as compared to other prime ministers, even the great Koizumi, his ratings have stayed stable and high to an extent that has simply not been replicated by Japanese prime ministers. He's currently the third longest serving prime minister if in Japanese post-war yeah, history. If you put together all of his, his current uh, term in office and his previous one, yeah. Right. Uh, he's 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 now a part of history. Right. So he's working no longer working toward a legacy. He he's got one. And he really wants to exceed that. Actually, he wants to exceed his his grandfather. He wants to be um, in the history books. He wants to be in the history books, but he's already there. Right. And he has enjoyed this ahistorical support level. And we put this on largely Mr. Suga, his this chief cabinet secretary. That he has had someone behind him to run the government who has been able to make the legislation arrive on time, being able to have the bureaucracy entirely in line or perhaps even under the thumbs of the uh, government, of the current elected government. Right. And whip the cabinet into shape to mind your business and let's not get involved in any scandals. It's been relatively scandal free. It has been relatively scandal free. <clears throat> the last six months, however, have been a completely different it's, story. It's unglued, hasn't it? Yeah, we have scandal after scandal, starting with the Moritomo Gakuen story. Again, small potatoes. An elementary school is built in Osaka. But it was done, the, the, the land transfer was done in such a way that it looked terrible. And it, of course, involved the prime minister's wife, mm -hmm. who was the honorary principal of this school that will probably never open now. Right. Then we had the Kakegakuen scandal, which is again of a school. Veterinarian a, school. A being built, but in this time it's poisoning not the ground as in the case of, of the uh, Moritomo Gakuen, but poisoning one of the marquee parts of Abenomics, which are these special economic zones. Mm -hmm. It's suddenly being built in a special economic zone under special rules and is given a right to be built the, the first one in 50 plus years, a veterinary college. Why do we need one? There are fewer animals than ever before. Who's going, who's going to be staffing it? All these questions. And as the people pulled on the strings, oh, Abe's suit just basically right. came unraveled. The special designated areas, though, they're not normally uh, something that's, that's deeply scrutinized for, for scandal-tainted uh, offerings, well, is it? Well, first of all, they're, since there are relatively few of them, they're very visible. Mm -hmm. And it would be crazy to try to stuff stuff in there that shouldn't be in there right. because th there are special economics. And this zones. one almost got away. This one almost got away. If, what happened was that a person who normally would not betray the confidence of, of the political class, that is to say the vice minister, of a, a ministry. A career bureaucrat. A career bureaucrat was forced out in another scandal, the, the, the Asen scandal, and collected his pension, collected his bonus, and suddenly began talking. 
about this very, very iffy mm-hmm. uh, approval. Now, all of these things should be minor. There's the amounts of right. money. It's not like Mr. Abe received any cash. He didn't. Mm-hmm. It's not as though he or his wife were caught in flagrante or something. They right. weren't. They have, they're at one remove. They're, some of their aides... Favors for friends, yeah, essentially. It favors for friends and leaning on the bureaucracy to do what they can within the law to ease the way. To for, accelerate the process. I mean, it's been really a time-consuming thing for both of them. But for some reason, the people of Japan don't like it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the reaction has been visceral against this kind of small potatoes corruption. Yeah. And it has cost the prime minister 10 percentage points of support in the last month. And he's now entering the danger zone. In between 30 and 20% historically is an area where once a prime minister falls into it, Almost never it's comes almost back a out. Hor- event horizon, isn't it's an it? event horizon. You pass out of the prime minister's office. Only one prime minister in the last twenty-five years has ever pulled out of it. That was Prime Minister Obuchi, who reached the, the, this netherworld death zone, if you want to call it, and then re- was able to reverse himself. Mm-hmm. Abe is starting to enter this 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 shadow, right. and the thing is, he's had so much success. He's been been so stable. There have been no rivals in the Somewhat party. Somewhat Teflon. Somewhat Teflon. Teflon. The, the, the rival party, the DP, has, no, um, has absolutely no traction whatsoever. He's had been control of, of the bureaucracy. He's, at least he's had control of the bureaucracy until the Mayakawa mm-hmm. uh, suddenly broke ranks. But it's all coming undone. Right. Mayakawa broke ranks. I don't think it was an active breaking of ranks. I think he was approached, and he just laid out the story, which happened to conflict with what the story was being woven by the administration. First they said the documents weren't real. Now they admit the documents are real, but that they're not important. Right. Uh, if Sorry, you already said that the documents weren't real. You've already got denial on you. You're not making things better right. by, by changing the subject. Don't you think that the reason for the plummeting uh, approval rating is not because of the two scandals, but because of the way the administration the, the prime minister has handled that. I mean, what they have done to former bureaucrat Mayakawa was just, I mean, it's, it's shocking to the census. Well, they, they, they pulled out all the stops saying that he hung out at... at uh, Girly bars. Uh, yeah, and he, and he said, yes, I did. Sure. I, I belong to a single mother's research group that's looking into how young women... Right. Uh, uh, survive in the market. But I mean, market. people can read that differently. But you know, and I know, we know people who know him. He is a stand-up guy. He's a career um, bureaucrat. These guys, you know, they, they graduate the yeah, top and of their and class. He's from, he's, and he's, he's from good family. He's, uh, he, he is perfectly set in terms of the right. finances. He has no ostensible reason to go against, he has no economic reason to go against He's the just a stand-up guy. And You're he, asking me the question, this is what happened. Yeah, right. and the, 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 by contrast, government officials, uh, including some b- currently serving bureaucrats because they're still under the thumb of, of, of Mr. Suga mm-hmm. and also ha- Mr. Hagiuda, who's supposedly the key man in all of this. Uh, lambasting. They, 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 they lambast him and deny everything. Right. And when the, this happened in a special session of the Diet, they called the, the Diet back right. from... 
vacation. The regular session was over, but because of the, the reverberations of this, they had to open up the diet in special session, and it looked terrible. This is all televised. Yeah. I mean, everybody in Japan can see it, and I think, I don't know if, if this is true in other countries, but a lot of people are glued to their tubes when these hearings go on. And the NHK plays them on the main terrestrial channel all day long, right. and you cannot you avoid can, it. No, it's, and it's nasty to see it. And it's nasty to see it, and they, they've, they've had a huge hit. Right. That hit is reflected in the internal data of the polling. Mm -hmm. the, the, the real change from anything that's happened any, before is that Abe is no longer trusted. People who right. believe in his, him and his program, there's a core that cannot be show, shaken. Mm -hmm. they're, they're the true believers. Okay, fine. But for the 10% of the electorate that's been supporting the cabinet, they're so, they have suddenly lost all of their trust in Abe and his program. And it's, again, over these small potatoes yeah, issues. Right. But the, the, somehow there is deeply ingrained a sense that, yes, you can serve the people who sent you to the diet, but you do not serve your personal friends mm -hmm. at the cost of the taxpayers. And that's what happened. And that's what they've done. Yeah. Uh, and... They, they keep denying that we, they've done that, right. and that makes it just worse. And so the, in, the, in the most recent poll, when asked, why do you not support, and, and now 53% of the, of the voters do not support, and only in 30, 33, 36%, depending on the, the polling, in fact, in Gigi polls, it's down to 29%, say they support mm -hmm. the prime minister and his cabinet. If you ask those people why they don't, over half is, and, it, and it's way ahead of any other reason, over half say, trust. We don't trust him. Yeah. Him, personally. Mm -hmm. Not the, his party, the cabinet, him personally. We don't trust him. And that is just flooring the right. support rating. That's really severe because there are a lot of other things that are going on that really don't implicate his trustworthiness. For example, the defense minister speaking, you know, off the cuff about, you know, please vote for the LDP candidate because I am the defense minister and I, I'm asking you to. And, 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 and the SD, on behalf of the SDF, right. on behalf of the ministry, please give your vote to this guy in a local election. Right. Uh, they did, you know, there was a, a call, you should have her resign, you should accept her oh, resignation. The, 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 the polling is, is, is definitive. Uh, three out of four Japanese think she should resign. Three out of four Japanese believe that what she said cannot, she cannot continue. Right. You know, that this is what she has, she has, whatever her explanations are, she has to go. And Mr. Abe is loyal to his friends. Yes, Again, he is. Again, there's right. that loyalty to, and, uh, to his friends, forgiving them their sins, mm -hmm. uh, which he's paying for. Okay, in the context of the plummeting uh, approval ratings, he's got to do something. He's looking for any kind of hook to hang his hat. And it used to be maybe the Northern Territories or TPP or this or that, and he's just been searching for not it, it hasn't even, come up. Yeah, but not even a DPRK ICBM launch could boost his ratings. You don't think? I didn't, it, it, it didn't do a thing for him. Mm -hmm. And it, it was a huge change. He went well, to the G20. Well, that was also in the, in the context of a, of a metropolitan election, too. And yeah, there was the election, a lot the of fighting going on. Yes, but, the, but the, that 
Mr. Abe has always been, I mean, sure, he had his Abenomics story, but you knew in the background what he was interested in is security issues. Right. That's why we had the collective security decision. Mm -hmm. That's why we have this conspiracy law, why, why we had the Special Designated Secrets Act. Right. All of these things for our security. A major change happens, and instead of his ratings going up, they die. Right. Something is no longer working for him in terms of his story. Okay. What he, what does he have in his in his bag of tricks? He's got he can shake up the cabinet, which and is, we which expect he's that over the do. next two or three weeks. And the th and the thing is, already he's, we've got an indication that the people don't think there's going to be much change, and that's right. not going to be helpful. And if he goes through with it, and he does, he will, and, and he will. Okay, but he does it, and if his ratings flatline or don't have a significant blip upward, the, the sharks will start circling. They him. already are, aren't they? I mean, even from within his his party, the critics are coming out. Ishiba is is being very vocal. He's on the TV and he's criticizing the, the prime minister himself. And Kishida, very brave. Foreign Minister Kishida, even though he's within the cabinet, which has to be a consensus group, he's said things like, well, you know, inequality has increased in the past few years. Right. Well. You've been in the cabinet the past few years. You should have done something about it. But he's, he's foreign minister, so he's away from economic issues. He's talking a lot about economic issues. Yes. And that's because he can get away with that mm -hmm. kind of criticism. But it, and, he, it, and, it, and basically he's saying, don't reappoint me, because then when I'm not in the cabinet, I'm going out. The gloves come off. I'm going to gloves come off. And that. in an analysis of who's going, who's going to stay, he's probably going to stay to keep him close. Well, that's what the, that's the analysis that's always done with Aso. That with finance, well, Aso definitely is going to stay. Fi Finance Minister Aso Abe keeps him close because he needs to be within stabbing mm -hmm. range. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you cannot trust that Aso. Uh, but it's true, and, and he certainly uh, betrayed Abe's confidence in 2007. Abe came to him after the India trip and said, I physically cannot go on. And, you know, and, and Asa said, no, kambate kulasai, keep right. trying, keep trying. At the same time, arranging so that he would be the next prime minister. You know, this is such a, a really interesting and, and critical time in Japanese politics because there is a lot of movement going on, and if you just, if you're, tuning into Tokyo on Fire and you're watching these kinds of things, there will be a critical event that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And but I think it's gonna be a non-event. I think it's the cabinet not leading to a blip upward. Mm -hmm. At that point, it's, it, it, the game is up for Abe. Well, no, the game is already kind of, it's, it's being settled up now because remember that uh, uh, Mr. Aso, he's increased his faction numbers. He's, he he right? arranged so the merger movement. with the Santo faction and, right. and, and a few other members. And they've got a basic agreement agree that was agreed to last December to let Kishida be the champion. But the Kishida faction is still separate. They haven't done the grand merger. Aso right. uh, has improved his position. He's, he's definitely... He's got a bigger group to this bring is a, in. A fabulous chess game to watch. Yeah, it's a great chess game, and the numbers do favor the anti-Abe faction because mm -hmm. the Abe group, the Abe faction, the Sewakai, and the Nikai faction are the only ones that are clearly bought in. Right. But all the other factions, once Abe no longer looks invincible, right, it, the the sandcastle sure. will crumble. Sure. And it's, I mean, it's going to be that kind of epic. 
uh, movement that's going to require a toppling of the prime minister. Would and you agree? the thing is, the public will be playing a part. And the public have been highly supportive of the Abe cabinet so far. Mm -hmm. And largely, though they've, though it, at crucial junctures, as in the case of the security legislation, we had actual street demonstrations that really changed the, the mood, that's if right. not the eventual outcome, uh, and gave a sense to the people that they are going to be in control. Here, they will be in control. The polling numbers eventually get to a prime minister. Mm -hmm. you, you can either get out by leaving at the end of the term, dying, of course, is right. another alternative, but the other one is the poll numbers. And if Abe's poll numbers don't pull up, right. he will not serve that beautiful third term that he's been working so hard to get. We can't conclude this segment without talking about Tomin first and what the governor has achieved. And, and she stepped out, she set up this party, the Tomin First Party, and then she stepped out of being the chairman of that party. And I think well, that, was, that was brilliant of her. So she's, she's distanced herself from it. Mm -hmm. But now you have a local party. It's just basically Tokyo politics. If that goes national, then perhaps a lot of the people who are just really fighting among themselves inside the Democratic Party are going to have a place to go, and the, the, just the repercussions are We should have fantastic. a se separate discussion about the Democratic Party and its situation. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the LDP, we've, we saw what Koike did to the LDP on the local level. Right. She tore it apart, not only in terms of beating them in the election, but prior to that, simply had so many defectors and so much division within the local area. And again, it's that real, it's it's that 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 bubble that Mr. Abe has been floating on for mm -hmm. the past four and a half years. Right. There is no alternative, Tina. Right. There is no alternative, and that he is the first prime minister for which this is true. That the most important reason people support him is because. We can't see anybody yeah. else. Yeah. Well, now they can. But people say that all the time. No, no. Uh, whenever there's no, a prime minister. It's never been the number one reason for support as it is for him. Mm. And it's with an absolute domination. 39% of the people who support him do so because there is no alternative. Mm -hmm. No prime minister has ever had numbers like that. Right. And there was going to be a, a comeuppance, a day when that next, when the new kid in town rolls into town, mm -hmm. Well, she's rolled in, yeah, and suddenly everybody's walking. Okay, so let's talk about maybe what, what would happen, what kind of critical event is required to topple the prime minister. What would, what would have to happen? I mean, the numbers plunge. He would have to call or the, there would be a no-confidence motion. What would have to happen in order for this kind of to, to coalesce into an event? It's a, hard, it's a hard sell in that normally there, there's never been a catastrophe that required a turnover. Normally, it's just simply the, the prime minister realizes he just can't go on. Uh, those around him tell him that. Right. Now, it's true that in, within the Seiwakai uh, and within the, 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 the group that surrounds the prime minister, there are a lot of diehards who would rather fall, you know, who'd rather commit seppuku than ever give up their power. Right. Uh, so that he doesn't have around him someone who can reach onto his shoulder and say, Abe-kun, Abe it's time to go. Okay, but that would require an LDP by-election, uh, an election for the president of the party. That's right, and th there's one scheduled for September of next year. That's a long way away. It's a long ways away, but nevertheless, uh, with 
if he de continues to decay, the party has to eventually say, look, you're hurting us. Right. You hurt us in Tokyo. We're not going to do well in other places. If Koike starts putting up candidates in local elections outside the Tokyo area and they start winning, right. that's it for, for us. Okay, there are no critical events coming up on the horizon for the next five or six months. I would say, oh, I, I would say that the 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 Yoko, that the uh, Yokohama City election, the mayor's election there, is an interesting test of whether or not the old style Kometo LDP right. get together can can still hold on. Now, in theory, there's no way that the uh, current mayor cannot continue. She's she's well regarded. She's she has the support of both the Kometo and the LDP. Uh, the, there's an age question. She's 71, uh, so there's that issue. But then again, this is an aging country. But she's against two very attractive alternative candidates. If, again, if she was against one, there could be a real race. So maybe with having two there, they'll knock each other out. But nevertheless, we look at July the 30th, Yokohama City election, to see what the fallout is. And if, indeed, there is a revival of interest mm -hmm. in those people who haven't been showing up to vote in the last three national elections, the floating voters. Mm -hmm. Those folks have been staying away the, from the polls. If they're suddenly energized saying, yeah, we need something new like we have up north in Tokyo. I don't know. That's two weeks away. We'll talk. Okay, we'll talk. But listen, he's going to reshuffle the cabinet come hell or high water in any event, right? And that's going to happen probably within the next three weeks. You have the Yokohama election, and then you have the cabinet reshuffling. Uh, you're an active tweeter. I'm, I'm reading your tweets. I'm following them. You have predicted that it will be a yawn. He'll shift a couple of people, maybe four cabinet positions, keep most of the other people in, in place, and sail along. Oh, he might do a, a full cleaning of house. It's still a yawn. All of the really sharp people are already spoken for. And... He's going to have to eliminate from the cabinet his best friends. That means Hagiuda goes from deputy chief cabinet secretary. Whether That's okay. Su whether Suga st survives, Suga this, will survive. Why not? Who? Wh he his his he is tainted by the Kakegaku and scandal. He went after Mayakawa mm -hmm. personally. He won't get rid of Suga. Oh, well, if he does, well, then justice we're, minister, yes. Justice minister has Defense to go. Defense minister, Ga yes. Inada has to go. Right. All of the, the all of these people who have Meti, I'm I'm looking at Seiko. He probably will survive because Seiko. he's the he's the, Rus he's the Russia specialist. He has that second job. Right. But if he, he he has to clean out his friends, so the friends of Abe are not trustworthy. He has to bring in new people, and he's he's going to either have to keep the, the faction leaders, people like Kishida uh, and Ishihara, in. The, inside the cabinet so that they don't get yeah. up on him. But if he does, they're not going to... What a difficult job. It's going to be a hard time. They're going to be smiling at each other all the That's time right. with really rictus smiles all the time. How are you doing? <laughs> then I'm doing fine. How about you? You're frenemies. Yes, there are going to be frenemies in the cabinet. And that's not been the way... It, and, and, and it's been... A, again, Abe has been an aberrant situation. Mm -hmm. Good chemistry within the cabinet long long lived cabinet and long lived cabinets people in the same job for a long period of time and high levels of mm -hmm. support from unfortunately 
the traditional old weakness is coming back. Right. And it's because he, saved, he served his friends first. Mm -hmm. Tokyo on Fire, we'd like to dish this up to you. If you enjoy it, please hit that subscribe button. Stay tuned, because these issues are not settled yet. Hello everyone and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is July 19th, 2017. Tokyo Electric Power Company has announced very quietly last week at first that it is going to release into the ocean irradiated water that it has been collecting since the nuclear disaster six years ago. I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Chuchak. Michael, this is astounding that they are going to release this water into the ocean. Everyone's going to die. No, no one's going to die. And um, the, the amount, the, the water has been cleaned of everything except the element of tritium. There's no way of getting the tritium out of the water. Tritium exists naturally in seawater. It will, there's always been the realization that at some point, the water that they've been storing is going to have to be released into the environment. Of course, you want it to be with a, a radiation level as low as possible, but there is going to be some radionuclides in it. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew this is the story. Nobody wanted to do it because, well, the fishermen off of Fukushima will just absolutely scream bloody murder. And guess what? Hit they, me again, please, sir. They're, they're screaming bloody murder sure. about it. Sure. But, I mean, everyone has seen the photos, the aerial photos of the land around the, the reactor. It is just inundated with these tanks and these bladders you know, just brimming with irradiated water. Yeah. And the, the, the water has been pushed through a, a cleansing process that takes out most of the various radionuclides. But there's simply nothing more that can be done with the water, and either it sits on site forever, or it's released in a highly diluted form into the ocean. Well, it, isn't it normally released after it goes through this cleansing process in every nuclear plant? That seems to be the story that is that that Tepco is saying. Is that this is normal, right? Unfortunately, because the water goes through a, a cooling process. Well, it goes through all kinds of procedures. But the, the thing is, is this concept of normality, uh, which, unfortunately, the fishing cooperatives, which are politically and socially very important, and because they were completely disenfranchised and, and impoverished by the original Fukushima disaster, which had countries all over the world banning seafood from Japan and then banning seafood from the area around Fukushima. Right. And certain areas of the seacoast still have species that are, too, are unsafe to eat, according to the analysis of the fisheries people. Any bad news is blown up way out of proportion. Right. And so even something that is unavoidable, uh, there is this bizarre sense that all you have to do is just refuse, 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 and that'll stop this problem from happening. Well, it, it is a lot of water. It's an incredibly large amount of water with a very small amount of tritium in it, 770,000 tons of water and a few milliliters of tritium mm -hmm. spread through that entire uh, mass. Now, the, but, I mean, it's a PR problem, not, yeah. not a scientific problem. But they were storing it there for a reason. I mean, they didn't want to release it. Because well, it hadn't it been cleaned yet. But now they have a large quantity of water that is as clean as it's, it's going gonna get. to get. Okay. Uh, at which point you have 
either the maintenance issues of maintaining these gigantic tanks, which are not designed for la to last for very long, and you're fighting, therefore, not science, you're, you're not fighting with science, you're fighting against it, mm -hmm. and you're fighting based on a PR issue, a public relations issue, having to do, again, with the fishing cooperatives. So you think Fukushima. this is just an issue of the sky is falling, and perhaps the fishermen, they're gonna complain, they have a good complaint, but they're gonna complain until they get a payoff, and they can buy better boats, and maybe new nets, and you know, reestablish the fishing industry. The thing is, that makes the, sense. Though. Yes, but does the government have a payoff that that hasn't already given them? You know, many of them lost their ships in the tsunami, so they've had those replaced. Many of them had most of the port facilities were destroyed. They have been replaced. Uh, they have the in physical infrastructure that the government should have been using to bargain with them. Right. Instead, it's all been given away already. Uh, so they can complain without. And, and delay and in, in some way impel the government to react. They have, they have all the cards in their hands and they're playing them. It's, it's interesting how this issue came up. The minister actually is taking the fisherman's view. Of, of reconstruction, yes. Right. But he's also said, although I don't have the power to really decide this issue, this issue is being decided by TEPCO as it should be. Well, the ministry has a role in it, no, but the government, not the ministry. The government has the final say, but it's not his ministry, it's not his business. Mm -hmm. He is uh, the reconstruction minister, which is supposed to be re uh, leading the, the revival of the Tohoku region and Fukushima. And this minister is from uh, He's personally the, from the Fukushima, area. and he says, right. I therefore I sympathize and I understand. Uh, I, and I would not, if it were my responsibility to decide this, I would not allow it mm -hmm. because I can understand the feelings of the people. But he then says, but it's not mine. Right. So I've made my statement, but I don't have to stand right. by it. TEPCO is no longer a standalone company uh, owned by uh, stockholders. It is basically taken over by uh, the government and the, the major stockholder is the Reconstruction Authority. Yeah, and the, the, but it's, it's, again, it's not, they clearly cannot do it of their own. It's not a corporate decision. Mm -hmm. It has to be a decision of the government to allow this activity. And the... And the ministry is, who, who is the ministry? Well, the Environment has? Ministry would have to have the, the final say okay. uh, on this release, that it could be done in such a way that is environmentally at least damaging possible. And certainly they would get that mm -hmm. uh, from this administration. The problem is, is the political, the atmospherics, the way right. it looks and speaking. Well, that's why it was quiet in the first place. That's why it was quiet in the first place. And it, it was brought up in Newsweek on the international level. Uh, tempest who, in a teapot. Yeah, there's a tempest in a teapot, but those make always brew the best tea. Uh, and in this case, the tea has tritium in it. Right. So that they are really stuck because there's no positive way to spin this. Mm -hmm. There's only negatives and it would require decisiveness. And this is a time period, of course, when the prime minister himself is suffering from uh, a serious blow to his personal popularity. And therefore there is not the, the sense of damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. It's, we're gonna do this, oh, oh, did we say that? Oh, we, but we have no choice to do mm -hmm. it. And it's, it's an incremental 
trying to get to where it is that the release can happen. But don't you think we'll wake up one day and read the newspaper and just discover that the release has already started and it'll continue for the next four days? That's often the way it right? happens, is that it, it's done in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. the process has started, started, and that's it. Well, they actually announced it is a foregone conclusion. We've already made our, our mind up. It is going to happen. Yeah, and right? that, the thing is, is that you would want it to have been done differently, mm -hmm. that you get the public on your side and then take action. Mm -hmm. But that has not been the way that this administration has worked so far. Right. They have not spent a lot of time prepping stuff. Mm -hmm. Instead, they go immediately to a decision. Mr. Abe's sudden declaration of, I want to change in the Constitution in 20, by 2020, without even talking to the members of his own party, right. is part and parcel of this fait accompli, Ready, too late. Shoot, aim. It's, it's Right. <laughs> <laughs> or shoot, ready, aim, uh, whatever. It's not in sequence. It's just, here it is. It's done. Okay. We're avoiding, I think, uh, the obvious danger that is present just by having all of the water there by itself. I mean, isn't that a, a calamity that could happen should there be another uh, well, it's, It would be a PR shake? problem for one of those tanks to collapse, and in time, they mm -hmm. will do so. They'll fail. They'll right? fail. Uh, and as they fail, that would be proof of failure. How many tanks are there? I mean, there are 500, 600 of these tanks? No, there, there must be more than, a, more than a, a several thousand now on the site. And they're huge. They're, they're like tanks at, at, at the refinery. And they're all filled with this mildly radioactive water that has to go eventually somewhere. Well, there are other tanks that have more than mildly radioactive. There are some things that are, that are just poisonous. That's just incredibly poisonous. And certainly decommissioning the, the reactors, which eventually has to happen, is being pushed forward in time. And so I can see with the fishing cooperatives, they're saying, well, heck, the rest of this, the cleanup will be going on. Just leave the water on site and have maintenance mm -hmm. take care of it. But Eventually, it will be released into the environment, and by that time, global warming will probably be such that we won't care about it anymore. Okay, well, let's talk about the, the energy mix here in Japan. They were reliant on um, the nuclear power probably up For to a, around 30%, 32%? Yeah, 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 a third, at, at a third of their power at the height right? of it. Yeah. And now where are we? We've got four react, five reactors that are working? Yeah, it's a very, very small percentage. Of 47 the, are just, they're not mothballed, they're just kind of... Well, the six... The the six that are at uh, the Fukushima Daiichi site are all gone, and the, the many of the older plants, ones that are either at forty or above forty years of age, they're not even trying, for the most part, to try to bring them up to code. They're just going, going to be taken out. And unfortunately, there was a big build out in the nineteen seventies. Mm -hmm. That means that a lot of the reactors that exist are they're, they're at their forty year cutoff point. So the, the world energy prices in terms of hydrocarbons have been very low, thanks to the shale oil revolution, thanks to low economic growth around the world. They're picking up a little bit, and Japan has been just absorbing the cost, particularly going to, switching over to natural gas. Right, coal and gas are the big ones, aren't They're they? They're the big ones. And the, the, uh, the CO2 emissions, Japan has not been in any way able to get close to the promises that it made in terms of the Paris Accords or, or the uh, Kyoto uh, Agreement. That being said, uh, 
anything that slows down the restarts. And that's one of the, the, the reasons that it's been so hard to dump this water is because it affects the restarts decision, the atmospherics about restarting nuclear power plants, saying that they're safe, and while at the same time we're releasing radioactive water right. into the environment. It doesn't work as, mm -hmm. a, as a story, as a political tale that you can tell. At that point, it's just been delay, 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 but the, 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 they're reaching the end of the boat. Renewables are really starting to pick up here. You've, you, you're aware of, you know, over the last five years or so, everybody in the world coming here with their solar panels and building solar panel farms and bringing in, you know, uh, sometimes not great equipment from China, but some from the United States. But there are, it's, it's been really there's a lot of empty land in Japan, and that's getting filled up with various, mostly uh, photoelectric solar, panel, photoelectric right. solar panels. And that technology is really starting to take off. And, and it's it's distributed, it's it's not managed by the electrical power companies, TEPCO, even though it's not a fully independent company anymore, uh, it doesn't like those distributed networks of uh, power generation. Because they want it to be theirs. They want it to be theirs, they want it concentrated, they want it to be in a form that they provide. But electricity has been deregulated mm -hmm. on the retail side. Right. Uh, that's one of the few reforms that Mr. Abe and his, and his administration have actually done. And while I myself have not changed providers, you probably have not changed no, providers. No, we have. Oh, we you have. did? And uh, also at home, we've oh. changed providers. Okay, tell, tell me about the, the experience. Uh, so um, somebody comes knocking on the door saying, we can save you money. And of course, my wife says, show me how much money I can save you. And it's not really significant. Over two years, it might be... Saman Gomayan. It's not a bad amount of money, though. Okay. And uh, sign here, and we will be your provider of choice. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. And with that, there's going to be price pressures, and mostly what's going to happen is these legacy nuclear power plants just don't fit into the new pricing schemes. Right. Uh, and restarting them doesn't fit in the right pricing schemes. And it all comes down to, you know, what are the people going willing to accept? And until now, the release of this water has mm -hmm. not been one of those things. One of the interesting kind of sidebars to this is we're going to have a new ambassador uh, pretty soon, probably in mid-next month. And one of the issues he's bringing is this trade imbalance between Japan and the United States. And one of the ideas that he's bringing with him, apparently, is natural gas. You buy your natural gas from us, and that's going to have a positive impact. I mean, it's just, it's a raw material. I would prefer it be... More Better us add, than the, the Russians. Basically. That's right. You're going to pay somebody for it, so why not us? Yeah, the, the LNG offer is really significant in terms of the United States-Japan relationship, and we'll see with new Ambassador Haggerty what he's going to bring to the table. Be that as it may, uh, we need to understand that th we have to let science rather mm -hmm. than, than passion run this issue. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's simply... There's a time limit on those tanks, and when it comes, they have to be emptied. Right. And unfortunately, politics doesn't work on the long term in this case. Mm -hmm. It only works as far as the next election and on a very, very, very excited 24-hour cycle. Right. TEPCO has announced that it is going to release 777,000 tons of irradiated water into the ocean. This is likely to happen over the next couple of days. Please keep your eye on this one because it has implications for Japan's energy mix. It's a big issue. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is July 19th, 2017. The Senate has passed its confirmation of William Haggerty as the ambassador to Japan, replacing Caroline Kennedy as ambassador. She left as soon as Mr. Obama changed over and the president of the United States became Donald Trump. Michael, do you have a view on this? You, yeah, I don't know if the, you the jackass. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> I, I'm probably the lowest person to ask about this. I'm, I'm of the other party. I all know nothing about Mr. Haggerty. Very few uh, do. Uh, and I, 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 okay, I do know a few things, but they're only media reports, and persons who are watching this video can get them themselves. Sure. Basically, he's from Tennessee. He was here in Tokyo. He established contacts, and he, then when he was in charge of trade development for the state of Tennessee. He did he, a great job. He seemingly did a great job and was able to use those contacts to get Japanese corporations, which like the right-to-work kind of states mm -hmm. a lot for various obvious reasons, uh, to establish factories and, and businesses in Tennessee. That's all I know. Right. What do you know? Oh, he's a trade guy. He's not a diplomat by training. He was here in the early 80s. He was here for three years, and the people tout that as, you know, he must be a Japan expert, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but three years a Japan expert does not make. I mean, it. Um, I'm still working on it. You are too. It's it's, it's a hard nut to crack. Yeah, I probably haven't cracked it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go with that, but... Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm probably... I don't consider myself an expert when I talk to people. No, it... it Working on Japan, it's, everybody says it's like peeling, peeling an unending onion. It's and an unending sure. one, to be sure. That's but, right. Okay, so he's got a few years here. So he has people that he knows. And, and, and Tennessee, in, in his economic development plan, he was the chief of the economic development. I guess they call him a secretary of economic development. Japan was a, a huge contributor to that explosion. And, and Tennessee was the number one state for economic development. Well, in that case, it, 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 he's got a good track record. The bureaucracy and particularly the, the main government are entirely happy mm -hmm. with uh, the appointment. They've had to deal with the last few ambassadors with something of a downer. Right. It used to be that the position of ambassador to Japan could only attract top-notch people out of Washington, like Mansfield. Mm -hmm. Uh, a former vice president, a former uh, speaker of the house. That was the kind of person right. who became, the, or, or at, at best, a senator, like Senator Baker. Or vice president. Or, and these persons were, would bring their gravitas and their Washington connections. Their prestige. And their prestige. From, Mr. Obama changed that. In a big way. Well, his predecessor also well, did. John Roos, you know. Yeah, but John Roos really, was really outside. The, his predecessor, the first Bush appointee was Howard Baker. Mm -hmm. But his replacement was Thomas Schieffer, a business associate of George Bush. Now, and for the pattern that, was somewhat broken then. Yeah, the pattern right. of the big fish was broken first by, the, by George W. Bush. And it was really broken by Barack Obama, who first picked John Roos who had no Japan background, was not a Washington player, was not a, a Silicon Valley banker. Right. To come a here. lawyer. And to come here and be the big donor who won the Japan position. Now, a lot of ambassadorships are handed out to the big donor. Right. But Japan had always, been, not, right. had always been different. Right. Uh, he was replaced by Carolyn Kennedy. Again, a big donor. Oh, she's got a lot of history. 
But when you look at her background, it's not much there in terms of connections. But and we thought it was a great choice when we first heard it. I, I, I was never thrilled by it because I, I see her as having been born on third base and, you know, it's a it's quick trot home. Right. Uh, right. That, that bugs me. Uh, what the, the appointment of Mr. Haggerty just continues that pattern of people who worked on the campaign. Mm -hmm. It's true. And right. Mr. Haggerty was a member of the Trump campaign mm -hmm. and he's, got, he's made his money in investments, and he, but he was here. But he's not the big Washington fish that is the dream of the Ministry of Who Foreign Who are you Affairs. gonna give it to? But also, John Roos, I think you would agree, did a great job. I, I am I'm ambivalent. I do really do like the old pattern because mm -hmm. I'm I'm old fashioned. Right. You liked Schieffer? I, I liked Schieffer because I met him personally, and he was very interestingly. He's a de registered Democrat, even though he was appointed by George Bush, a Republican. He had also made money with George Bush, which nobody had ever done before. <laughs> uh, and he was a very down to earth person. I was once waiting in line with him at, at the the. Uh, um, Embassy of Luxembourg in a receiving line and everybody tried to pull him out of the line because he's the US ambassador to go to the front of the line and he said no no I'm gonna wait my turn with everybody else. I'm and here he was, with Michael Chuchak. Yeah, yeah and he was was with nobody. How about so, that? You know he was with nobody he was just going to the reception because that was a diplomatic courtesy mm -hmm. but absolutely down to earth and the fact that he was representing the world's most powerful country didn't seem Isn't to that make beautiful. It. That's no, great, that. and right. I really appreciated that. Uh, I don't know how Carolyn Kennedy behaved in the line. I don't think she would have. I don't think. I don't think that anyone would have let her wait in line. Uh -huh. uh, she might have wanted to, but I don't think they would let her. Uh, Mr. Haggerty will have to make his own way. Right. His. He'll have to have his own personal style, and he won't be the big Washington fish. But then again, none of no one in the Donald Trump administration is a big Washington fish. Right. That, that's their whole ethos. Right, right. We're not the Washington. I think fish. he'll do a great job. He's coming with at least two of his kids, high school aged kids. He'll take over the residence probably in mid August because school starts in September, so we can anticipate that. And like I started the session with, you know, Tokyo is a Twitter because the office has been vacant for six months, seven months. And um, this is not the place where it can be vacant for that long. I mean, and Jason Highland has done a great job as DCM, and he's, yeah, I mean, we, we all know But there's also, there's the background that there's no one at East Asian Affairs, back at State. State right. Department is a complete shambles. There's only the DOD chairs. The, there, there's, there, the ambassadorship will be basically a, a U.S. proconsul here. He won't have the backup. I don't know. Ba I mean, he won't have the backup of the State Department behind sure, him. Sure he will. Joe no, Young he, is coming. Joe Young was heading the, the Japan desk. Joe yeah, Young but he's, well he's coming as the DCM. Back in Washington, there are a lot of empty desks there. There's not going to be the support. And so it's, I, I it's going to be extremely important for Haggerty to come down, uh, hit the ground running, and put the United States face out there because there won't be the institutional back, yeah. backing that one could have expected uh, in perhaps another administration. William Haggerty is the new ambassador to Japan. He will be joined by Joe Young as his DCM. A lot of action we can anticipate. Please stay tuned. This is going to be evolving very quickly.